más rico que hay en el mundo. Dile que se despida, que ya estás convencida. Well, welcome, welcome to a very special edition of Good Healing. Um, today we're going to talk about Lydia. Peso Pluma opening for the Dodgers tomorrow, throwing the first page. <laughs> no, we love our Peso Pluma, but we are, we'll be talking about today. We are talking about breaking Mexican stereotypes. Yes, but first, we've been keeping a secret from you all. Yes, we have. A big secret, and we, you know, are all about being transparent. So, what, tell us, what secret have we been keeping? We're having a baby. Thank the Lord Jesus Christ, we're having a baby. It finally happened for us, guys. See, that's why I tell you guys. I said on the, on the last podcast that we had, don't lose hope, don't lose faith. And keep your options open. We, we tried a new doctor and he was freaking awesome. And, you know, we're so happy that we're, we got blessed with the, with the baby. Still praying on it though. Praying everything continues to stay going well. And thank you for everybody who, who reached out to us. Um, you know, showed love. We all, we appreciate it. Both me and Claudia Susena. Yeah. It. For clarification, I am not having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> The factory is long shut down. There's cobwebs. You don't know that. <laughs> There's cobwebs in there. You don't know that. Some <laughs> some little you know, some little guy may come out of there. Oh little, Lord little, Jesus, please. A little Frank Siska. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I am good. Thank you though. Um so yeah, go ahead. Start us off. All right. So breaking Mexican stereotypes. We all have we all grew up, some of us in those Hispanic households that are very, you know, by the book. I know I, I have family that's very by the book. So we'll start off with something that me and, and, uh, and Susie always talk about. I know I had mentioned it, mentioned it to you the other day. Um, you had said that you don't see a problem with, with it, but um, uh, what is it? Uh, not inviting uh, kids to the... <laughs> To the wedding. <laughs> to the wedding. To the wedding, yeah. Like, I've seen it. I've heard it, how some people get upset because they don't invite kids. Yeah. I mean, I, so, you know, I think part of, like, these these breaking these stereotypes or, like, breaking, talk, like, patterns. And, you know, as, as we get older and we kind of, like, you know, especially I think there's this push and pull of being Americanized being holding on to your Mexican culture. And, you know, when you're socialized in America, it's a very independent country where it's like, you know, you do your thing. I do my thing. As long as we're not begging each other, like you do you. Whereas in Mexican culture, it's very like what, what we call an interdependent culture where it's like, you know, especially when you're in a very small town, everyone knows everybody's business, every, but everybody's there to uplift and support each other. And so it gets kind of murky in terms of boundaries, but, you know, kids are a, a big part of celebrations in Mexican families. You yeah. know, kids are such a, a big part of that. And I think, you know, it's great, but I think there are times where, it may not always be appropriate to have kids. I think there's always, you know, like, for example, I know that I have said that before and people get very bothered by the fact that they're like, oh, my gosh, 
you know, like she's such a bitch for not having kids, but it's like, listen, I'm having a birthday party. I want to get turned up. I want to be drinking. I want to be doing what I'm going to do. I want to be twerking. And I don't want someone's two-year-old yeah. <laughs> watching this go down because this is not appropriate. Now, if I were having a more family-focused birthday party, like a little barbecue, then I would be like, yeah, for sure, you know. And we do things like that. We have like our movie nights. But, you know, once in a while, it's like, it's just like we want to do adult stuff. And I don't think it's appropriate. I think that's one thing in our culture that we tend to do is like have parties where people are getting drunk and kids see that and think it's normal. And it's, you know, like everyone has a story of a family member getting really drunk or there's that one uncle that's always drunk at every party. And it's not a good thing for kids to be seeing that all the time. In case they fall or, you know, get aggressive with someone or, you know because sometimes when you're drinking a lot you know someone pisses you off says the wrong thing i have seen a drunk adult fall on a toddler at a party yes I'm at a sure. wedding people were dancing getting all turned up someone thought they were freaking breaking to electric boogaloo <laughs> and <laughs> fucking took a toddler out and that's what i'm talking i mean yeah. obviously a wedding is a different story but you know too it's like you don't know what people's budgets are like if you want to have it at a nice venue, they're making you pay like $75 for a two-year-old that's going to eat one chicken nugget. Like, I'd be like, sorry, girl. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll I, catch you later. As as far as that goes, like uh, not having kids, I think I would I would want that because I wouldn't want to be have I wouldn't have, I wouldn't want to worry about kids running around and falling and getting hurt and stuff like that. Like, I think I would have like... The kids that are like my like my family yeah, like your nieces yeah. nephew but mm-hmm. other kids like no i'm sorry call your babysitter let them know that you need to come through they need to come through and i'm saying but yeah no um that's one of the ones that we were talking about and then for sure um you have to get married through church well we did not so we are serious. i know i to me elope was the best thing Ever. Well, you would not ha- you would not even be able to get married in the Catholic Church, anyways. Yeah, I mean, e- either way, like I thought, I think that it was the best decision yeah. we made. Like, and we didn't even go in with the intention of getting married. We went in with the intention of getting information and stuff like that. And the ladies said, "Why don't you just do it now?" So we're like, we looked at each other and we're like, "Well, don't we need a witness?" And they're like, "No, because of COVID." We literally went in there with masks, both of us. And it's so cool because they had like Alicia Keys playing in the background. You know what I'm saying? Everything just felt so right. What and was it? The, the boo song with that shirt? No. <laughs> no. Well, I don't even remember the song, but I I, I was too busy looking into Susie's eyes. Oh. And then uh, but we both had our mask on. It was it was crazy because we both had our mask on and Susie has tears running down her eyes. And like we have our mask on. And then uh, the girl's like, all right, you guys you can kiss your, you know, you can kiss your ride. And I remember like I was like, like, can I take my mask off? And she was like, yeah, go ahead. No, you got to kiss with the mask on. <laughs> but I mean, growing up, like, uh, I always would hear people say, like, no, you have to get married to the church. Um, it's the right thing to do. You know what I'm saying? So that's. Yeah. Did your parents get married to the church? Uh, no, they did not. <laughs> they didn't. But I mean, I grew up with hearing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. My parents didn't, though. My parents went to the court inside the knot. Yeah, and we also tied the knot in the court. Um, I think we all did it at the same same courthouse. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're like Marquez family. But yeah, so, you know, I mean, for us, like, 
we were going to do it because like our families are both Catholic. My, my mom's family is pretty, I mean, not as strict, but my grandma is a diehard Catholic. She got a, she got a phone, a direct phone line to Jesus. Jesus. Like she <laughs> says her rosary every night, her prayers, something goes on. You're like, call Nana. She got the, the fast <laughs> line, to the, the prayer line. But, um, but then, you know, obviously we were always, it just, I think, because of some of these like family boundaries, like who was going to be at the wedding, how we were going to get married, where we were going to get married, like it became like very to the point where I felt very frustrated, like forget it. Like yeah. literally we were just like having so many issues with people not understanding that this was our day. This was our celebration. Like there was, you know, certain ways we wanted to do stuff. And at that time, I don't think we were able to really voice like what our boundaries were around that. So I finally was like, forget it. And then, as we, you know, we were thinking about like our 10 year anniversary, our 15, we'd get married in the church and it just never happened. And now we're not Catholic any, any longer, just because, you know, obviously we have a child that is, you know, trans, we have, uh, you know, family members that are part of the LGBTQ community and just, you know, it's like if, if our family members and our people cannot also be, you know, married and, and whatnot, then I just don't feel comfortable. Like, you know, um, and to be quite honest, like, it's a little bit sad because I always really wanted to do that. But at the same time, it's like, I, I think that I can't, you know, continue to, you know, support those institutions that are, you know, giving money to people to, you know, take away rights, which that shit hap- literally happened this week, you know, and it's like, I can't, I can't support that. So, you know. Anyhow, yeah. moving moving along. Yeah, but I mean, also, um, what you just mentioned, like, I think it's hard to, like, uh, at least with my family, like, um, growing up, like, it, you were brought up inviting everybody, mm-hmm. like, your whole family. And now as I get older and, you know, you start seeing, like, the cost of things and how expensive it is and, you know, you basically want the people who actually – want to be there for you you know what i'm saying that actually want to enjoy themselves around you and around those you know like those that you love you know what i'm saying uh so that was another one um that uh you have to invite every single person if not then people get mad like for example uh, my grandma got mad one time um she gets mad sometimes when you know you don't invite a certain family member you know because she's like we're a family everybody should be there and stuff like that but yeah it's it's not I don't I mean before I would respect it and now like I think even as we start preparing you know what I'm saying hopefully when we have when our babies here and we start you know getting ready for like birthday parties and stuff like that like you no know, like the list is cut super short and girl you got a big family. hell yeah we got a big ass family and I think that's why um it's been hard you know like in the past it's not hard anymore because now it's like my list is you know yeah but, I mean it's like people. And I think that's another, this underlying sort of like toxic pattern of like you ride or die for your family. And and although I think in theory, right, like really supporting and being there for our family, our biological family is like such a great idea when people are engaging in very, very toxic behavior that continues to hurt us, 
um, then why should we put up with it? I mean, because I think that's like, especially when they're, you know, considered like the elders, it's like, well, yeah, they treat you like shit, but they're still your mom and dad or you're so-and-so and so-and-so you should still blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but, but why? But, yeah. but why are we doing that? You know? And it's not to say that you go out of your way to be like mean or rude to people, but like, you're going to bring the energy and you know, then you're not going to have access to my life. Yeah. And some people get really butthurt about that, you know, or they don't understand like, you know, if, for example, you don't have the budget, like some people it's especially right now with how things are, you know, and costing, like some of it, you know, I, I heard, I've heard this before too. Like, um, when Frank turned 50, we had a birthday party. Uh, we, you know, invited his, his first cousins, which was a lot of people. We had like a hundred people mm-hmm. on, on the list. And, you know, there was some people that assumed that they were going to be invited and it was nothing personal, but it was just that we just did not have the budget. I mean, we, we literally spent a few thousand dollars alone. I'm sorry, but y'all's like to drink. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and Our it was, and does. that is very expensive. Speaking of drinks. <laughs> Thankfully, um, you know, my compadre hooked us up with the food, but you know, for the most part, like, the renting tables, renting chairs, decorations, like all this stuff like just adds up. Yeah. And it's like, we want, I wanted to ha- throw a very nice party for my husband. Intimate, like something intimate, something nice around people who truly want to be there, who truly care. And something that always sticks to my, to, to my head when you said it once, um, people in, expect invites when they don't even invite you to their parties, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Or, or they their don't house. invite you to their house. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like people are always like, Oh, like, for example, a lot of people were, were hitting me up um, Girl. with the whole, you know, we posted about the baby, like, oh, well, don't forget to invite me to the baby shower, blah, 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 this and that. I've seen you post like a lot of parties and I've never got one invite, not one. Yeah, so girl, you better... I haven't seen you since elementary school. Yeah. Don't <laughs> be over here fucking asking for no baby shower invite- invitation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like. I think that for us, and I know for Susie for sure, is like uh, it's something intimate, you know, something nice, something small, you know, with the people who have been there for us, who have cried with us, who have, you know, those are the people that we want in in, mm-hmm. in our little, you know, get-togethers that we'll soon be having. You know what I mean? Yeah, girl, we're over here trying to get a draped tent, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can only fit so many people under it. Here's one that's going to... um. It's going to poke you for sure. <laughs> you can't compliment someone else's cooking. Oh, oh gosh. Man. Yeah. In a Hispanic yeah. family, like if you compliment someone's pozole over the pozole you grew up with, like that's it. You're done. Fuck you. Don't ever ask me for pozole. I'm never making it for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, this is like so emotionally immature in that it's like something, and we talked about this, you know, like it's called a scarcity mindset. And part of this just happens to, and this is something that I've recently discovered myself, but like, you know, when you grow up in, especially when you're an immigrant or you come from countries where it's been really impoverished, there's this mindset and, uh, and fucking America. Sorry, I'm not going to go on a tangent, but tomorrow's fourth of July. So be nice to America, please. <clears throat> well, I'm anyhow, <laughs> I'm um, 
you know, we grew grow up with this mentality that there's not enough for everyone. So, you know, it's like every squirrel has to get their nut and all this other business, <laughs> all this other business. <laughs> but the the reality is, is obviously, you know, there's unlimited stuff for for people in certain instances. But we grew up with this mentality that only you know, only like, for example, and I'm sure you felt this because I know when I was struggling to get pregnant, when someone else got pregnant, it was like, oh, God, well, they had, I mean, I, I'm not saying you No, but I know. But but I know what you're saying, because I've witnessed it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I've, I've seen people posting like, it's like you can only hope that you're next. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you feel that little like ugh, in your tummy, like, like, like when how is, did how come they got it? Yeah, I, like I, didn't. I mean, because we didn't do we didn't do it the same way. That's probably why it didn't happen for us. You know, what I'm saying? think America knows how to. You how know, it's done. but I mean, it's like you sit there and you're like, God, like, like when, like when is it our turn? You know, what I'm saying, like, when will it be our turn? You know, and and I mean, you're happy for the people that actually you know got pregnant or are pregnant and stuff like that, but it's just in your heart you feel that little, ugh, yeah, that little ache, you know. But it's like. You know, and people do it all the time. They're, you know, they see someone with a new car and they're just like, well, why did they? And it's like this mentality that like, hey, you got one. That's awesome. I'm going to yeah. get get one, too. And I feel like when you shift your mindset, I'm going to sound like a hippie, but when you shift your mindset mm -hmm. to this mentality of like everyone can have stuff, everyone can enjoy stuff like then you it you start to see like this, like, wow, like everything is possible. But I mean, I know that this is, this seems like a stretch, but even I think that's like one attitude that comes out of this belief that you can only have like one person that knows how to cook this thing. And it becomes like this very competitive yeah. like vibe that happens. But I also think that can happen to parents and their children like oh well that's why i'm the best child because only one your parent could only possibly love one of you the most and it's like that's not even when it comes to love like that's like infinitive it infin in i don't know how to say that word mm. <laughs> in infinite i don't know mm. but um but too you know like i remember like you know hearing that constantly with my in-laws like oh well this is good but my mom's is the best and it's like well that's great you enjoy your mom's cooking yeah. but you could also enjoy some like there's not a competition okay ain't, ain't nobody giving out blue ribbons <laughs> because yeah. of this you yeah, know? yeah yeah that's one i mean and, and i've heard it too like i've complimented other people's food and my mom's like excuse me you said what who's birria i'm not making no more birria my mom does make bomb ass birria though. Have you tried it? No, I've I'm only gonna, had her shrimp, and she is a good cook. Yeah, I'm gonna have her make some make some birria. But that's one thing that we always talk about too. Like you can't even fucking compliment someone else's food because you offend them automatically. Another one is I went through this. My siblings went through this. You have to go to church every single Sunday. No ands, buts. You have to get your ass up and go to church every Sunday. That was my dad, at least. My dad. Um, uh, when we started going to church, you had to go to church, no matter what. And my cousins too. I remember that you you had to go to church. If you spent the night at at a cousin's house, you couldn't. You would stay up all night, me like messing around, playing and stuff like that. But it when it came to the morning, you had to get your ass up and go to church. 
for a while there, we did that too. And I used to hate going to church. <laughs> Absolutely hated it. And I just thought it was so boring. Yeah. Like, what was I doing here? And actually, as an adult, that feeling has not changed. <laughs> I feel like I'm not somebody that gets inspired by church. And I'm sorry. Maybe I'm a heathen. I don't know. Sorry, God. Um, you know, That's I... You're talking to me, God. <laughs> That's her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I obviously, I'm a spiritual person. I believe in God. You know, I have my spirituality. I believe in miracles, all that stuff. But I just, I don't know, maybe, maybe because I've been to a couple different churches um, and I've been to like an evangelical church and I was like, this is not for me. I've gone to a few churches too. Like I've gone to a few, like, I think I went with Frank's brother to one and that one scared me. So I didn't go back to that I one. I went to that one and I was scared too. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, these people with the babbles. Yeah, I didn't go back to that one. That one scared me. Um, but I've gone to other churches like uh, with my friend Mo and her family. That one was pretty cool. Um, I went with um, with one of my friends, and I didn't really like that church either. Um, and the one that we used we grew up going to, I used to like it until one time we went to church. Um, I convinced Susie to go to church with my parents and me, and we went to church and we sat in the front. My dad wanted us in the front, and as soon as we sat in the front. I already had my hair, I already had my hair cut short. And the first thing I made eye contact with the priest. I shit you not. And the first thing he started talking about was what? Gays are Gay bad. People. Yeah. They're going to hell. Yeah. That God made Adam and Eve, blah, 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 this and that. And Susie fucking pinches my hand. And then when we got out, Susie was like, This is why I don't like coming to church. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh let's see. Moving on, moving on. Uh boys can have girls in the room, but girls can't. Because it isn't right. Que es eso? That's not respecting blah, 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 this and that. Seen it happen. Mm, I don't mm, agree with it. Mm, For mm, me, mm, mm. thankfully, I had friends over. Okay. <laughs> like Susie was my best friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, so Lita never. And meanwhile. <laughs> meanwhile, we're trying to have babies <laughs> early, early on. And I remember Didi would always knock in the room. Dude, dad, shout out to Didi. You fucking coochie blocker and shit Didi would always fucking be knocking in the room and we'd be like fuck you know open the door chubs i know you guys are in there i saw oh my car outside I you're like, like girl dude <laughs> we'd open the door so he's all sitting in the corner all mad and Didi's like hi mariana too but yeah i don't know what do you think about that well i mean and that's part of our culture is like this misogyny where it's like men have you know are on the pedestal we see this all the time. Mexican moms let their Worship sons their get sons away sons. with fucking so much shit. I didn't have brothers, okay? So I don't know about this phenomenon. But I know I have a lot of friends who have, you know, who have brothers. And I will say my own mom's family, like, on Christmas, we had to wait for my uncle every fucking year. He was late all the time because this man r runs late. And we'd be sitting there waiting to eat our tamales, waiting to open presents for like two, three hours because my grandma did not want to start without them. And so finally, my aunts were like, fuck this shit. We're going to start. And we they did it one year and my grandma got so mad. And then we just like had to wait. And it's like, you know, being responsible, you know, when you do those things, you're basically telling your son like that their needs are, are above everybody else's, Yeah, you know, and like. 
there's this whole thing about like, oh, well, we have to protect like the women in our family, like even brothers, like cock blocking, not letting their sisters date, <laughs> fucking trying to intimidate. Yeah. It's like, you know, and you're you're always like the brothers are the ones who end up getting the psycho girlfriends and the sisters are the ones that have to like end up doing the My protection. My cock blocked me, that's for sure. <laughs> Or well, blood. you guys are probably competing for the same girls. That's probably <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you have different tastes. Yes, ma'am. We do. Moving on. That's another subject for another day. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, oh, uh, growing up in a Hispanic family, you have to say hi to every single person at a party. Oh yeah. And if you don't, you're considered rude, grosera, secre. You know, like all this other shit, like. I will never forget, like, when I started taking Susie to parties, like, um, I would, like, I would, I, at least me, I've seen a lot of people in my family not do it. I, till this day, still do it. I go say hi to every single person. Um, I say hi to every single person, give them a hug and a kiss. Um, and one time Susie, um, we had gone to one of the parties and Susie was like saying hi to everybody, you know, like from afar kind of, and it was your mother-in-law who told her, uh-uh. She said, no, ma'am. She's like, in this family, you say hi to every single person. And Susie just kind of smiled. And she's like, starting with me. So work your way for me all the way around the table. And there goes Susie giving everybody a hug and a kiss. And they're like, we're your tias. You know what I mean? Like, you have to say hi to you, all your aunts. But growing up and with Lita and Lito, like, always said hi. Yeah. I remember one time Susie got mad. It was like literally right after COVID. And we went to a party. Susie's like, COVID is still going on. Don't say hi to anybody by hugs and kisses. What's the first thing I do? Girl, <laughs> I, went, uh, Go, I went and gave my uncle a hug and a kiss. And I'm like, almost time. So he's like looking at me from afar like, like, bitch. Like, bitch, did I fucking tell you not to fucking? Because COVID was seriously yeah. still going. Like, it had just kind of like slowed down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but that's one. Um, let's see. Uh, ooh. Oh, you know, I want to say something. Go ahead, really ma'am. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, you know, I think the thing too, is like when you have kids, everyone's like, oh, kiss them, say bye. It's like when we, um, force children to do that kind of, I I'm always like, if you want to great, if not, that's okay. I mean, I I've been to parties where, you know, like a family friend will be there and they'll tell their kids to hug and kiss me. And I'm like, I don't even know yeah. this kid. You don't know me either. So sometimes I'll just say, you can just shake my hand if, you, oh, if yeah, that's okay. That because to me, it's like when we're forcing kids to like do that, it's like, they don't, they don't know these people. Like, you know, and so it's like one thing to say, say hello or shake your hand, whatever, um, you know, and I think to me, people get like, they read so much into the like, oh, if you don't say hi to me, blah, 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 you know, and I've literally had people turn their back to me. Mm. <laughs> that's another podcast. <laughs> that's for another, another day. Um, and that's fine. It's like, okay, but don't go and then tell people like, oh, I'm being rude because I won't say hi to you the next time. Well, you've shown me that you do not want me to do yeah. that. So I will respect that. But in terms of like, you know, saying hi to people and stuff, it's like, yeah, I'll say hi to people. But if you, you know, give me the body language that tells me you don't want me to, then I will respect that. You yeah. know, but then don't turn around and say, you know that and i'm you know, being rude or blah 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 whatever 
So, and for like, for my, my family, you know, we, we were the same, but we, my mom was always like, don't hug and kiss people. Like she just was like, you know, unless she, it was like her sisters or like my aunts and uncles that we, we knew we spent time with if I felt comfortable, but my mom actually was pretty good about like that kind of stuff with us, like making us like be protective of ourselves. Yeah. Um, and I did the same for my own child. So my own child's like, peace. No, yeah. And, you know, um, I think because I think with when, when when we have our kid, I'm going to be like super careful, too, because, you know, the shit that I went through as a kid, like, right. You can't really trust anybody. Like, not even obviously your family. My dad's brother was the one who fucking, you know, ended up hurting me, you know, and it's like you it's like you grow up, you know, with, you know, people telling you like your family is who's going to protect you. And no, they don't, you know, your own family ends up hurting you. You know what I'm saying? So I think that with my kid, I'll probably teach him the Emilio way, like the fucking peace from afar, you know, unless it's like my actual immediate, you know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that. But I mean, and, and the thing is, is that, you know, we, when we're aware, we bring up the things that are like dangerous or toxic to, you know, that we don't like. And we make people aware of that. Like, that's like breaking those chains. Cause you know, I think, in, especially in your case, like someone did that to him, Yeah, you know, and what happens in many families is that it's just swept under the rug. Like, oh, like people whisper behind the, behind, you know, the, behind the scenes saying like, oh, you know, he's a creep or whatever, but everyone's still inviting them to the parties. Yeah. And that's the really unfortunate thing is that there are still people engaging and putting him in contact with young children. And then it's like this, you're just setting this up yeah. to happen again. Or like, I don't know. I, I, it upsets me when I hear that people, um, you know, that people talk shit on, on people that actually come forward and, and, you know, mm-hmm. th- like, you know, actually said something that, Hey, this, he hurt me. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless you've been through what we've been through, then you can't, you can't speak on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's just keeping. So one thing about like something like that, or just like any very toxic family behavior is anyone that disrupts that because what, what happens is now he can't come into the family fold again and act like everything's okay Fuck no. because people have you, you know, you who ha- were so courageous to do it and some other folks that were very courageous to do it came out and said something. And the same goes for anyone that is calling out dysfunctional family dynamics. Like you become the scapegoat, you become the enemy, especially when it's like, fucking up the vibe for everybody else because they're like oh shit well you called it out on this person and this person doesn't want to be around you so you're the one who's causing all this so if you just be quiet about it then everything can go back to normal for us so people are coming at it from their own self-interests in terms of like keeping this shit going but in the meantime people have been hurt yeah and you know something that sucks that i've witnessed too is if if your so, if your family is so close, then why are you upset when someone calls bullshit? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. why are you upset? Like, you should actually be thankful that people are calling bullshit. You know what I'm saying? To better your family. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
to better that circle. But instead, people want to be upset at the person who speaks up all the time. Yeah. And that really sucks. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really just about the accountability, right? It's like so you know that the book that I had read, it's like adult children of emotionally mature mm-hmm. parents. Like when you call your parents out for some shit they did, you know, the first thing a lot of our parents do, especially if they're fucking boomers, they go, I must've just been a bad mom. I must've been, it's like, listen, this is not about you. Yeah. This is about stuff you did. This is about how I feel about it. You know, to, to actually say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I hurt you you know, is like a big step. And, you know, that's something that we continually try to do. Because, listen, I lose my shit more often (laughs) than I would like to admit. Um, But sometimes I just, you know, I'm, I'm, have have had it. (laughs) And I am like, there was a better way to say this, there was a better way to deal with this. Um, and sometimes I'll just go, I'm really sorry that I lost my patience with you today. I just, I just am feeling, you know, this way about it. And I felt frustrated and I should have said it a different way, X, Y, Z. And that's big because that's my child seeing how as an adult, when you do something to make someone feel a certain way, you apologize and mean it because, you know, the fact of the matter is, we cannot determine, we, we can't decide how someone has been hurt by us. Yeah. We, we can tell them what our intention was, but it's really like the impact that counts. Cause you know, it's like, well, we must've said something, right? I mean, there's been times where people are like, I didn't like that you said this. And it's like, well, I don't care. <laughs> no, that's not the, that's not the right way to do it. Uh, but you know, but it, but in terms of like, when someone starts saying, you made me feel this way, I didn't like this, but it's part of the regular family behavior. It's part of the fold. Yeah. Everybody's got to look at their behavior and go like, hold on a second. What do, we got to start changing stuff. We have to start acknowledging that this is not okay. People are not willing to do that. Yeah. If they haven't done the work. They're like, oh, shit, (laughs) you know, and it's like, that's the hard part about doing this work is that there's a lot of people that you kind of end up leaving behind because they're not open to this. You're always going to be seen as like the The person, the bad person, the villain, el enemigo, (laughs) the villain. (laughs) And I'm like, bitch, well, I'm in my villain era and it will not be ending anytime soon. So moving on. sharing holidays with your significant others families like you're breaking traditions i know my family gets mad about that (laughs) like you know what i mean like um i don't really go around for the holidays anymore like i'll stop by drop off gifts um but that's about it you know what i mean And, and it has nothing to do with me not wanting to be around my family it's just sometimes i'd rather just you know what i mean like surround myself keep it cute yeah you know what i mean um but i remember in the beginning uh, Lita wasn't really happy about us. Like, for example, I remember the first East, no, Thanksgiving. Was it Thanksgiving? No, the first Easter. Um, I would always dress up as an Easter bunny. So I remember I told Lita, like, I was so scared. I told Susie, like, I'm scared because we're going to go to Arizona with Susie's family. And uh, I remember I, I told Lita, like, I went to go visit her and we we're talking and she was like, oh, you know, like, are you, like, no, for Easter, we're going to eat this and do this. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah, I, and I was I like, I won't be there, sis. I was like, 
you thought I'm not coming over for Easter? She's like, excuse me? And I was like, I won't be here for Easter. She's like, why? Why can't you go to her family and then you guys can come here? And I was like, her family lives in Arizona. And she was like, you're going to Arizona for Easter? And I was like, yeah. she's like, you never go to Arizona. I'm like, I know, but we're trying something different. And she was like, and then for Thanksgiving, that one was a big one too. Like I had to tell her, like, we're spending Thanksgiving at these families again. It's like, why? You guys never do that before. But I'm like, I know, but not, like, because I wouldn't come around her family before, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now, now they love me. So now I'm coming, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Galloping the shit now. Yeah. I'm a Fabi now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that was something big. I don't know if it was for, for Frank and for you, but sharing holidays has always been hard. Not anymore, but it used to in the beginning. Yeah. <clears throat> well, um, it's not a problem. Now, no, sadly, but, um, we we used to alternate so what we would do is do like one especially when we had a child um when we had a child it was like we had to figure it out because you know we wanted our child to have an opportunity to you know do like one there one here and we lived you know in a different part of the state so we had to we had to do that yeah um so usually what we did was we did the big holidays so it was like christmas out here or thanksgiving so one year we do thanksgiving here one year we do christmas the the, the next year we do christmas and we'd stay through new years um <clears throat> so that actually worked out pretty good and like sometimes if we happen to come like for fourth of july we would do that or for easter so we kind of would have really you know it would just kind of depend on some of the other um, holidays and stuff. And then when we moved here, we would usually do like, I would do Mother's Day with my mom in the morning and then we'd go to his mom's in the afternoon. And then Father's Day, my dad was like, you know, living his own, doing his own thing. Mm -hmm. So we would do Father's Day. We did a lot of the holidays, like 4th of July and everything. And then for Christmas, my family usually does Christmas Day. His does Christmas Eve. So it worked out perfectly for Thanksgiving. We we always did with my family. Yeah. Um, since we had spent so many of the other holidays, I think it was just because there's a lot of people. It just was like nice for Emilio to be with like all of his cousins and stuff. And, you know, obviously that's changed now that, um, you know, we are like no contact, but, you know, it's like, you just have to work it out and make it, try to make it fair, try to, to you know, to both families, depending on the relationship that you have. But I think people honestly, like, it's not fair for families to have to run around. Like, yeah. it's very hard to be like, okay, in the morning, we're going to be here. Then I have to leave and go somewhere else. Like, if you have a small kid, that's really hard on them. Um, and I think it's, it's like, you can offer people like, Hey, you know, I let's celebrate on this day, or let me take you out to breakfast on like Saturday, or we'll do brunch. And sometimes actually we would do that too, because, um, but then I started to think like when it came to mother's day, like the last mother's day we spent with Frank's family was, was not good for me. Um, and for a lot of reasons and, <laughs> I don't need the tissue, man. Um, but, and I just started to think like, I'm a mom, like, why can't I do something on my, that I want to do? Like no, no tea, no shade, no lemonade, but you know, like 
as much fun as I used to have, like, you know, be hanging out and all that stuff. It's like, well, maybe I wanted to, you know, do something else. So I think that sometimes when you start to like change stuff up, people tend to, to really take that very difficult or very hard because, you know, that change is difficult for them. But I think you have to do what is best for your little family. Yeah. And I think that's what, um, that's why Lita was kind of like, eh, you know what I'm saying? And, and like in the beginning, my family was too, uh, because we were, Susie's family will, really wouldn't celebrate anything, you know, like, um, like they would do Thanksgiving. So we would go there in the morning, spend the morning with her family, eat like in the afternoon. And then we would end up, um, at Lita's, you know what I mean? Uh, for Christmas, we would celebrate Christmas Eve with my family. Then we would do Christmas day with hers. But her family really wouldn't do anything until Haley started getting older. That's when Susie started. You know, Susie, she's Mrs. Claus. So she would go all out for, like, Christmas and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So we started celebrating more and more as Haley got older. So I think that when the baby gets here, um, I, I think I'm going to want the baby to, to experience, like, yeah. Christmas Eve with Lita. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's awesome. Like, having Christmas Eve with Lita, like, I remember since we were little, like, Wait, everybody, do you believe in Santa? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, for <laughs> Christmas, like, someone would get on the roof and we would all go hide in Lita's room. And someone would go on the roof and would start walking. And then someone would, like, shake, like, a bells by the Lita's room. And Lita's like, Santa Claus is here. And we would all be, like, shitting our fucking selves. We'd be like, oh, my <laughs> God. And then, uh, then we would lay cookies out and Lita would bite the cookies, drink some of the milk. And then sent like they would knock on the on the door, Lita's room. So they'd be like, "Okay, we're ready to go out." So Lita would go first, and she'd be kind of like looking around, making sure Santa wasn't there. Aww. And then we would go in the living room, and boom, dude, all the gifts, like all the gifts, would be there. And we would literally finish to like two, two thirty. Oh in God, the morning. I can't yeah. even imagine. Yeah, and it, every every grandkid had had to open up one gift first before. You know, you start picking different ones and stuff like that. Like one, you and you had to wait till you opened the present and showed everybody what you got. <laughs> That's why it was till two in the yeah, morning. Because how many grandkids like, are there? Dude, that was a lot. I don't even know. There's a lot of us. I don't even know. I'm gonna have to provide that for you guys on the next podcast. Pro- probably at least fifty of you. There's a lot of us, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah so Aww, your grandma's so cute i love how she just like yeah she just really goes all out for her grandkids like she really loves them so much yeah so. that's why i i pray dude every night like god keep lita here as long as you can i want my baby to meet lita you yeah. know what i'm saying like and it's yeah. like it, she's getting older you know what i mean she's getting older and stuff like that so i just pray on it every day like mm-hmm. keep her with us you know like she's doing good she has good days and bad days you know what i mean but i just pray yeah i mean let her meet my baby you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh but yeah before we start crying moving on here you go (laughs) or how about you can't go this happened this past weekend you can't go swimming after you eat because you're gonna get a cramp you're gonna get a cramp and then you can't lay down after you finish eating because like you're gonna get your intestines yeah i don't know if you guys heard that but we were at my sister's this weekend and one of my cousin's little boys was trying to go swimming right after he ate. And everyone's like, no, no, no. You cannot. You have to wait at least 30 minutes. Like, 
And I was like, what the hell? And the mom was like, I don't even believe that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, but because everybody oh. says you can't go swimming because you're going to get a cramp and then you're going to drown. <laughs> There's nothing like the shame game when you're yeah. a parent, man, especially from your fucking parents and everyone else. And I'm like, listen, y'all really fucked us up and let us watch fucking Freddy Krueger when we were eight years old. So y'all really need to chill over here. Like, I'm not scared of none of that shit. Like, I'm not scared of Michael Myers. Like, not, why? Because my mom brought us up watching all that shit. <laughs> I know your freaking little <laughs> nephew with his freaking. Uh, they put the my mom has has a Chucky, <laughs> Chucky doll, and she took the clothes off Chucky, put it on on Damien. That was funny, dude. And then they did it to Ava and Avery. Like they took the clothes off the bride and put it on Avery, and then took the Chucky off and put it on Ava. Oh boy! Yeah, if you go to my mom's house on Halloween, like she has a bunch of shit out. She's definitely into it. But yeah. I think that like, I mean, you know, I think there are definitely like these little like wives tales that are probably true. Yeah. But then there's some that you're like, what? Like laying down after you eat. Like I've done that. I, happened to me. I don't even know. I my fat ass be laying on the couch <laughs> eating fucking popcorn and ice cream and I'm OK. <laughs> How about you have to baptize your baby? Yeah, well, uh, look, so let me tell you why they say that. Because when I, we baptized our child, they basically, you know, for years and years, they have, and w which a lot of Christian religions believe that if you're not baptized and you go to heaven, God is like, to hell, beep, immediately. So what they well, did. we're going to hell anyways because we're gay. So. <laughs> well, because so they used to actually baptize people later when they were older, which a lot of Christian like evangelical churches and like new Christian churches do because, you know, they believe like you should you should be like atoning for sins. And obviously babies don't have sins because they're just babies. But then I think there was this movement early, like in the Catholic church where they were like, listen, we got to baptize these kids because if something happens, because, you know, like a lot of babies used to die back in the day, yeah. you know, and they were like afraid that these little baby souls were going to go, which what is, I'm not laughing, but you know, that they were going to be, went, go straight to hell. So then they, that's when they started baptizing babies yeah this is what my baptismal class uh people told me so i don't know how much <laughs> of that is true or not i'm just you know i'm just sharing the information so that's basically why they do that but i think this kind of goes back to like religion and you know sometimes there are you know like i really what i liked about being catholic was just like the different um customs you know, I just really, uh, really appreciated that and how it was just tied to my spirituality. Um, you know, like having your child make a first communion, like that's such a big thing in, in a Mexican family or baptisms. Like it's not just the act of that itself, but just like the celebration of it. Like, you know, but as I am kind of, you know, changing <laughs> my opinion on that, it's like, hard because you know sometimes people don't feel connected in that way yeah and they don't want to do that but then you know people like my nephew's not baptized my sister never baptized him but somehow i'm still his <laughs> <laughs> i mean i take the whole godparent thing very serious i do to too it's like um yeah I'm all, i'll teach you about life <laughs> 
That's what Lita says. The mean streets. I remember Lita used to say, like, whenever you get, and once again, it's probably a Mexican myth, but she used to say, like, whenever you're asked to be a godparent, you always say yes. You never deny it. And that's a step to heaven. Like, that's one step closer to heaven. I got, like, so, five godkids, so. Let me see. I'm, a, two, I'm, like, four steps up. <laughs> so I'm right behind you, girl. <laughs> All right. What about uh, as long as you're living under my roof, you'll do what I say? Yeah. I mean. This ain't your roof, motherfucker. <laughs> It's like you rent this place. Just kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, my my mom was very strict. Like it was kind of like I could not. Obviously, I could never have a guy in my room ever. Um, I'm like, listen, that's what you should have said. They were we're your best still friends. gonna do it. We're gonna do it in a car instead of my room. You should have just said he was your best friend, <laughs> girl. You should have just pretended to be gay. I know. Um, and then, but then it's like you know when we kind of like brainwash kids. Well, yeah to like oh you have to obey everything i say because yeah. i'm an authority figure like you kind of set kids up to be in these relationships when they become an adult where they are having to be told what to do by people um and that can just lead to just these it, i think in some ways depending on the severity it can it can really lead to some of these abusive relationships yeah and so you know my thing is has always been like, listen, don't start none, won't be none. <laughs> That's one thing I used to say. And I used to just, you know, always kind of have this like attitude of, you know, unless you give me a reason to not trust you, then I'm going to let you kind of explore and life and do what you need to do. Yeah. Whereas my mom was like so controlling, you know, she didn't want us to go here or do this. I just felt like, it was so depressing because, you know, she she would just want to control everything that we were doing. And if we didn't, she just came down so hard on us. And, you know, I think that ended up working. We just learned how to lie, you know, and for like many years, even after I moved out, I felt like I still had to lie about stuff that it was stupid, you know, like stupid stuff. Cause I had just learned this behavior of, well, I'll pretend on the outside that I'm really like obedient, but I'm really doing some shady shit, like sneaking out and stuff. I snuck out like three times, you know, I know. <laughs> I went joyriding with my best friend from high school and elementary school, Becky. We're still friends. Shout out to Becky. I love, I love her. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, so she got a car, like this little beater Buick. She got a little car and she was 15 and a half. And her parents used to let her practice driving in it. So she kind of like knew how to drive before she was 16 to get her license. So one time she called, and this is before cell phones, text. We could not do any of the sneaky communication that kids can do now. What about a beeper? No, I mean, we were still in high school. Like, oh, okay. you know, we didn't, we didn't have any of that stuff. So she called me and she said, she said, listen, I'm going to show up in your alley at three o'clock in the morning and we're going to go out. We're going to go joyriding. What are you doing at three o'clock in the morning? Girl, we go. Oh, nothing's open okay nothing's all we're here we're just uh -huh. driving around freaking our little town that we lived in and we go to 7-eleven because we think we're so cool and the cops are there my fucking math teacher was there oh shit <laughs> my like sophomore year math teacher was there fucking drunk getting his munchies 
some oh, lady shit. was in a car waiting for him. We had to hide in the aisle for like 10 minutes till he left. And then we were like, oh, shit. You know, he was probably he's probably like my age out fucking partying and shit and was like, I need some Cheetos or something. We literally drove around for like an hour. I sneaked back in and that was that. But one time they went to dinner. My dad and my mom went to dinner with their friends. <laughs> And so I was like, okay, I know they're going to be gone for three hours. I get in my car and I drive like almost a half an hour to my boyfriend's house in my mom's car. And I was not supposed to take her car. I think I heard this story before. So I go see him and, and looking back, I'm like, that was not worth it. And it was, no, not even. He was just like, anyways. (laughs) So I go, (laughs) I come back. I come back home. I don't see my dad's car. I'm like, I'm in the clear. Park the car. Go up to my room. I'm up there listening to my CDs on my big ass boombox. Chill as fuck. My sister Carolina comes in. She's like, you're in trouble. And I'm like, why? She's like, they know you took the car. And I'm like, what the fuck? She's like, yeah. She's like, they had to come back to get something. And the car was gone. And they knew you took it. And I was like, so then my, my parents come home and my mom's like, and I was like, I just went to the store. She's like, I told you, you cannot take the car for anything. And I was like, ah. Uh, so then I got in trouble. I couldn't drive for like a month. And that must have sucked for you. I know. But, you know, it's like when we kind of like get kids so like restricted, yeah. they will always find ways to. I hated that, though. You know what I'm saying? Like I had I had a curfew at fucking 17 hitting 18 already like i used oh, to I hate it too. like i used to go to the block and hang out and stuff like that and i would literally just get to the block and my dad would be blowing me up to hurry up and come home or if i wanted to go hang out i had to bring my sister with me oh i uh, i had to bring honda with me and i remember mariana used to be like why does she always have to come and i'm like because if she doesn't come then i can't come and honda's like and if you don't want me here then chubby's is not gonna be here like fucking little brat little dude. snitch <laughs> she's a little brat. did you tell her snitches get stitches no. <laughs> <laughs> but she used to like i remember i would always have her with me and stuff like that and then when she got older she would get mad because my dad would be on her ass too. Like I had, I would let her borrow my driver's license to go to clubs and stuff like that. And she's like, I barely got here. He's already blowing me up to come home. And I was like, welcome to my world. girl." But yeah, like I used to hate him putting like so many rules on me, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing that. I, I think that <laughs> parents, some parents still have this idea that like you have to come down so hard on your kids yeah. and then they're going to come out like these obedient little like you know look what happened to me girl and me too (laughs) we got stories for days rebel dude i know and then i have this kid i'm like sure i even (laughs) i know amigos be chilling though like chilling this kid has a fucking credit card now and is like (laughs) i'm like scared i'm like listen don't be going buck wild freaking went to the thrift store today who knows how much you spent (laughs) but you know but i but like just thinking like this kid has I I've never said curfew. I've never said anything because I'm like, listen, the time you give me a reason not to trust you, like I'm gonna trust you. Yeah. Like you've never given me a reason. I told Frank the like the other day. I'm like, we are goddamn lucky we have a kid that is into anime and, the- <laughs> and musical theater. <laughs> and I said you're lucky that 
his sweet his sweetheart doesn't live around here because well and and is a lesbian so that's a another plus for us you know i i you know i kind of was like the way in which this child has lived life is so different from us and you know it's like i know that i've done things that have probably traumatized my child you know and i think that's just like has has to do with the fact that you know there's these ingrained patterns that we have in our culture you know because i do want to say like yeah there's a lot of things that we all experience as mexican as mexican americans as you know uh, mexican who have immigrant parents yes but i think too every family has their own culture of how they're raising their children yeah you know i mean i remember when emilio was a baby frank tried to give him something and i said hey hold on you can't give that till they're this age and he's like that's what that's what mexicans do and i said not my mexicans oh yeah like you can't give them any food until you make caldo de res for them until you eat at least with us until you ate uh -huh. caldo de res then you can eat anything else you wanted to eat. yeah so you know so it's like different different things that families do they you know they definitely like it's all different but i think there's larger things that our culture has learned as ways to survive trauma yeah. like the trauma of being colonized by the spanish so y'all motherfuckers really fucked us up <laughs> but you know but there's so many great like resilience behaviors that we've learned like we you know i think one of the things is like you you just think when you come to this country, your parents really learn how to hustle, how to take care of you. Like, yeah. I can't imagine going, me going to like, you know, another country like France and having to learn the language and get a job and try to support children. Um, I can't imagine that. And the fact that you have, you know, like my grandparents doing that. So there's going to be some kind of effect of that. But at the same time, it's like, it's our job to say, those things no longer serve us in the way that it did before. So there's some things that we can change, but there are some good things that have come out of this that we should preserve. We should keep. Yeah. You know, something Susie, uh, uh, something really big that Susie did was uh, she took me to Mexico and her family is not like it was for her parents' wedding uh, anniversary. And I remember that I was scared because I didn't know what type of, reaction her family was going to have, you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I would, I mean, you know, they, I don't think they were ever introduced to that. You know what I'm saying? Like having one of their introduced to what, like a girl, <laughs> like, yeah, no, like, 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 you know, Susie taking her girlfriend, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But dude, like, mm. I love her family. They're, her family they're amazing folks. are amazing, dude. They were super, 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 super accepting. They were super welcoming, very lovable. Like, hugging kissing like you know welcoming me you know feeding you know like just everything but that was something new to her because you know her mom you know sh she's from mexico and they're different than you know someone out here like like my family you know like like that's why i say it was easier for me to come out than it was for her because in you know her mom was expecting her to marry a guy and have kids with the guy and stuff like that you know what i mean so when you're bringing introduce a guy to the family, you know what I'm saying? And when you bring a lesbian, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was something big too. You know what I mean? For us, because, you know, you don't, you don't grow up, you know, with, yeah. with your family saying, Oh, it's okay for you to bring a girl around, you know, cause now you do, but 
back then no you yeah. know what i'm saying especially in in mexico where it's very like strongly catholic i maybe saw like three lesbians when I was well in. they live in a small town but i yeah. did see some some uh some studs out there i was <laughs> like you ain't the only one girl yeah they t- like and there were older ones too and i was yeah. like oh i can see myself living they probably saw you walking down the street they're like it's safe everyone come <laughs> out <laughs> no yeah but that was pretty cool too you know what i'm saying like that was different you know that yeah. was um breaking mexican stereotypes you know what i'm saying well you know i mean her it's hot in here it is her family you're like um yeah this the, I, her family's great we we've met them too and i think too it's like you know just the, there's so many great things about like to for us who who live here to reconnect to in mexico like so many traditions so many you know of these things that have been part of our culture that we've lost our families have lost coming here which i think we should continue to you know like bring back into our our families and our culture but there are things that you know we have to work we have to work to to eliminate because they have not they 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 have have not helped us. So, I think it's a good balance. We just have to continue to do that. So, yeah. and that's all I got on my list. Well, I think that was a great conversation because I think you know sometimes when we grow up with a culture, we just think, well, that's normal. Everyone does yeah. it. But as we start to do like healing, we're like, wait a minute, like that's that's not actually okay, and I didn't like that. Um, and for some families, they're going to continue that because it works for them and they're okay with it. But um, these ladies right here, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're putting the chop on yes, those ma'am. things. Anywho, well, thanks for joining us. Um, and we will be back in two weeks as we usually are. Yeah, we apologize for the delay. My hours suck at work and I, I'm tired. I come home from work really tired because of all the hours. And they're preparing for a baby on the way. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a pretty uh exciting but can be overwhelming process. Yeah. And so we had, you know, we wanted to to give them the space to do that. So uh, But we appreciate all of you guys that are still supporting us and you know, liking our stuff and following, subscribing and stuff like that. And you know what? Like it just sucks because it's like you have so many friends on social media and it's like not like not even half of those people follow and it sucks because it's like i thought we're friends you know what i'm saying like friends should be supporting friends you know what i'm saying like and it, and it's like you don't i don't see that support that i would like to see you know what i mean yeah and it really sucks but whatever i mean i guess that's 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 how life is you know what I'm saying? well follow us or we will delete you off our <laughs> no but thank you guys for the love and support especially those of you that always ask like when's the next podcast i know we have some really really amazing followers so anyhow we'll have a great fourth of july well yeah easy and, with them hot dogs and uh we will see you again soon take care take care guys bye bye